This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, tomorrow we're in Geraldton. We're actually heading there immediately after we finish recording this, Carly. Yes, and um, you know what we should do? Take a photo under the heart transcendence elbow. Yeah. Congratulate him on his um, engagement. engagement. Yes, soon to be married man mm. off the market, ladies. Yeah. If you feel like getting the... Uh, Prime Minister of Australia, no chance for you anymore. Nah. Yep. He snapped up. Snapped up, yeah. And you were suspect, uh, speculating the idea of him getting married in March. Well, only because they've been there recently on yeah. a holiday, which would have been a great opportunity to propose. Mm. Um, and, yeah, they loved their time there. So maybe he was checking out a few vineyards yeah. to get married in. Not a bad idea mm. from old Albo. Um, mm. Let's get into your alpha bucks for Friday. Your letter is R for Romeo. Bloody like bloody Albanese Romeo, am I right? The romantic man, him. Name me starting with the letter R, a sandwich ingredient. Romanian lettuce. Yep, that's wordy, but yep, I got rocket on mine. Oh, yep, that's quick. I'll say that. Or relish. Oh, relish. Yeah, relish the opportunity to say that word, right? Damn, I relish in a bit of relish. Absolutely. So if you can get that, uh, you'll hopefully win the $1,000. There's a couple on here that are a bit of a thinker. That's that's all I'm going to say. If you listen to our show all the time, you'll get them, but there's a couple of terms in there. So just, yeah, do your research. I believe in all of you. We're off to Jerry, Carly. Let's go, baby. And you're not driving. No. Either am I. Well, then who's going to drive? Bree. And Shelby. <laughs> or, I don't know, anyone else. Enjoy <laughs> the podcast. Alan and Carly, the podcast. Behold! As Alan predicts, your pet's name. Now, the way it works, it's very simple. We get a caller on. That caller has a pet. That pet has a name. And I will predict what the pet's name is. Michael from Bustleton is playing. Hello, Michael. Hi. Good morning. Cheers. Good morning. And cheers to you, Michael. Cheers. Cheers. We are in Geraldton tomorrow doing our cheers, by the way. For anyone listening, come down, say hello to us. But we're not here to talk about that right now, Michael. We're here to blow your mind by me predicting your pet's name. Michael, are you ready? I'm more than ready. I love the wow. uh, I love the enthusiasm. I feel like he's on my side. That's always a good sign. First question. Who is your pet's favourite member in the household? Oh, me, of course. That's excellent. You can hear it. Good vibes. What is the first letter of your pet's name? Starts with N. N. Okay. And last question before I start throwing some guesses at you. Who named the pet? Oh, his favourite human being, of course, me. (laughs) Michael, you got a normal name. I feel like we got onto something here. What are you feeling, Carly? I've had a clear name come through. Really? Yes, I'm feeling like a psychic vessel this morning. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Not, not psychic vessels. Be careful, you you, you, you're spot on. You're spot on. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting some names coming to me as well, actually, whether it's psychic vessel or not. Uh, I'm going to start listening to the names that are coming my way. Okay, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Hmm. That's not a bad name there. I feel like a normal name's coming my way a little bit as well. I'm going to wrap it up with that. All right, here we go. Michael, are you ready? Are you sitting down? Oh, I'm sitting in a vehicle. Of course I'm sitting down. <laughs> All right. Can't stand up. First guess. Michael, your pet's name that we do know starts with a letter N. You are the favourite for your pet, and you named it. And you named it Noodle. 
Yeah, no. Oh. Okay. One way to Noodle, what sort of bloody name is that? I don't know, man. We've had some weird names, I've got to be honest. Okay, interesting. I might go back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> Nina. Really? Okay, right. There's no Luft balloons in our house, I assure you. <laughs> you don't know, mate. Don't know. It could be 99 of them. Nala. Nala? No, I knew a Nala, but no. Yeah, see, well, it's, it is a name. It is a name. Noah. Yeah, no, nowhere oh. we're near it. <laughs> Last guess before Carly comes in with a crack. For the God, just for this segment, that even makes sense. Show me, Norman. Yeah, do, do. Oh, man. I'm going to be honest, Norman was the guest that came to me first, and I was really confident with that one, and I was like, I'm going to fill up four other guests. Yeah, guesses. no, I've, I've always wanted one called um, Norman, but no. No, all right, well, you know what? Time for this, then. Uh-oh. Carly Oh, come on, the pressure's on, pressure's on. Okay, I'm feeling the pressure. Now, I originally went with what would be a silly little nickname. Actually, if you don't mind, Carly, I'd love to put more pressure on the segment. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to talk you through this. Yep. So... I had something along the lines of noodle, not quite noodle. Okay. But on par with. All right. But then you kind of react... Well, you go for noodle the poodle or something, right? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you reacted yeah, yeah, in that's... a way that made me think it's not a silly name. It's okay. a serious name. Okay. Because Mark's, Mark's a serious okay. guy, as we can tell. And that's when I realised that your dog isn't called Nugget. It is called Ned. Yeah, no. Oh, man! Michael, what is the name of your pet? Nigel. Oh, Nigel's a great name. Oh, oh come on. Nigel was a West Australian um, favourite for um, the West Australian dog. Dog of the year. Farm dog of the year. What? Oh, that is the Nigel. I didn't realise we were talking to Nigel. What year was it? Yeah, only last year. A couple oh, months ago. Man, That's nice. Yeah, celebrity on the dog line. of the year. Oh, oh. No, I no, think... no, the dog's not on the line. There's, that's who's the celebrity is, not me. <laughs> I just didn't Jesus. think we'd be able to get such a big name on this show. I yeah. didn't dare to yeah. dream. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Well, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Please give uh, Nigel a pat for me because Nigel is a great name. There's no doubting yeah. that. Oh, Colin, what about his brother, Kevin? Come on. Great name. Well, you're obviously not playing next week now, so you ruined it, Michael. So Yeah, no, no, not playing next week, no. <laughs> I've been sat on the side of the road for far too long. I better keep going. (laughs) Alan and Carly, the podcast. Alan and Carly, if you missed it before, we were talking about one lotto winner, $2.3 million, won the ticket, left it in their pants, put it through the wash. Wow. Luckily, remembered after five minutes of in the wash, pulled it out, saved the day. They're now $2.3 million richer. In WA, this person, I might add. Oh, thank goodness for that. Heck, Dick. So it got us thinking, what did you lose in the wash? What went through the machine? And we thought we could take some calls. Let's start with Jess in Albany. Hey, Jess. Hi, how you going, guys? Cheers. Doing well. Cheers. Cheers to you, Jess. Now, what did you lose? My husband shed keys on an oh. almost weekly basis. So they are the cleanest shed keys in history, I'm sure of it. Oh, wow. So it's like now every time you do a load of washing, you just look in the bottom of the machine. Yep, there's the keys. Yep, you hear that. Cha-ching. I was going to say, surely surely that has affected the machine in some way. Thankfully, not yet that I've noticed. (laughs) I like to think, though, he's at the shed door every time going, God damn it, not again. (laughs) Yeah, every single time. That's great, Jess. Thank you. Uh, Let's go to Joe in Esperance. Uh, What did you lose to the washing machine? Hey, cheers, Aunt Carly. Cheers. Um, 
my uh, very first phone was uh, one of the so-called unbreakable Nokia bricks. Oh, yes, uh, I remember yes. those. I'd had it about three days and went straight in the washing machine. Oh, did it, was, it survive? Uh, definitely, definitely was uh, not unbreakable. Oh, it, it was, no. uh, you broke the brick. Did you try putting it in rice? Uh, I tried pretty much every stereotype there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we've all lost a phone to the wash, right? Carly, have you? No, actually. Oh, wow, that's very surprising. Well, I certainly have. Uh, let's go to Kaz in Geraldton. Kaz, hello. Cheers! <laughs> Cheers, Kaz. We're actually going to be in Jero tomorrow. We can't wait. Uh, now, what did you lose to the washing machine? Nearly my son. Oh, oh, my God. All okay, right. this is making me nervous, Kaz. Tell us the story. What happened? Um, I went to go put washing in and thought he'd been a bit quiet. It was a front loader washing machine, and there he is, his gorgeous little face poking out oh. and looking at me. Okay, I'm writing this down because um, do- I do have a child on the yes. way. Uh- oh, my goodness. Watch out for bird cages too, then, because he's good for that as well. <laughs> what, what is your child? Why is he Harry hiding Dini? so often? Yeah, is he Harry Potter wanting to live under a staircase? What's happening? I think you must have been trying to be Houdini or something. <laughs> well, wow. I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. In saying that, but quick wash, you know, like... <laughs> kids get smelly, right? <laughs> Could iron out all the creases? <laughs> <laughs> That's hectic. Thanks, Kaz. Thanks for your call. Wow. Wow. All right, cool. Well, certainly lost some things in the washing machine. Thank goodness not a son. Jeez. Alan and Carly, the podcast. My wife and I, uh, obviously, we're very excited. We've got the uh, child on the way. That's July. Looking forward to that. Are we going to give the baby a name till the baby gets here? No. 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 And like, I'm also... Bit... What about little bean? No, I don't like that. I don't bean. like that. Because I think of beans, I think of cat's feet, because they call them little beans, their little toes. Oh, that's cute, It though. is cute, but I don't want to associate a child with a cat's what foot. What about pea, little pea? No, I don't need to associate that either. Little A. No, no, no enough. <laughs> Please, love of God, no more. Uh, let's talk about Bart. Something that I used to think once upon a time ago was just a classic stand-up trope, almost like a bit of a gag, where women, in particular wives, will hold on to a story and bring it up in a convenient time to kind of rub your face in something. Never heard of this concept. My wife doesn't really do it. Never really done it. Until yesterday. <laughs> Out of nowhere. My wife brought up something that happened 10 years ago. We've been together for almost 20 years, I'll add. We were talking about catching up with a mate. Yeah. And we we're talking about who's going to pay for dinner. And then out of nowhere, my wife goes, well, I'd assume they're paying. I'm like, oh, and why is that? Well, he should be paying. I'm like, and, and why is that? Well, we did invite him to the, to the wedding and he uh, brought a plus one that he'd only met two weeks earlier. <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. But I just looked at her and went, where did that come from? Because we've caught up with this guy many times mm. in the last 10 years. Yeah. And she just, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Because this is the thing. We don't forget. We're like elephants. I'm aware of that. We, we tuck it away in a little place in our brain and we're like, we might need that one day. That information might come in handy. Then she hit me with another one. We're driving back home last night. And she and she was talking about like she's like Alan, you make jokes sometimes like they they can offend people, so you got to be careful. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it, whatever. She goes, like, remember that time when you said to me when uh, my uh, sister and uh, you, you know your brother in law that were all over and my mum and uh, my phone went ping and you said, oh, I wonder who's messaging you. Everyone you know's here. <laughs> oh, she wasn't laughing. She was tucking. She was like, I'm going to use that. 
in 10 years' Which time. Which I thought was a good joke. You've got a good laugh, I can tell you that much. Really worth the Was room. she laughing? Oh, no. No, 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 no. And I thought it now, was like... if she's not gone. laughing, you won't be later on. Keep that in mind. That should be your slogan going forward. If she's not laughing, you won't be later on. Is this like a pregnancy thing? Like, I don't know. No, she's only just started doing this now. Well... Congratulations on remaining unscathed for 20 years. Because what yeah. I mean, me and Russell are 13 years in. I'm yeah. bringing up stuff from six months in. Oh, wow. Like that actually triggered a couple of memories of mine. I noticed you were actually. I was down. like, yeah, that's right. I remember when Russell's uh, best mate tried to bring a girl to our elopement oh. and use her as the witness that he'd been dating for five weeks. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, Russell. I didn't mean. I'm sorry for everyone. No, I'm angry about that all over again. Oh, Luckily, they God. they do have a baby now and they are getting married. Oh, I thought it worked but out. But five weeks in, well, it didn't work out for my mate, the girl he brought. Oh, Julia, I'm with you. I'm mad. And she's in a lot of wedding photos. <laughs> oh, Julia, I am mad. I can't believe she hasn't cashed in on that beforehand. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, she's cashing in it now. Well, so anyway. mate, all I can say is good luck yeah, because good luck. I feel like this pregnancy has unlocked something in yeah, her. Yeah, I agree. Like it's just given her, like yeah. she's got the opposite of baby brain. Yeah. Like she is remembering things. Attack. Exactly. It's like she's got this clarity all of yeah. a sudden. She's, or oh, how resentment. Clear will she she's go? got a lot of resentment to me. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> Let's hurry up and get this baby out. Alan and Carly, the podcast. Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly. And joining us right now, the writer of The Health Habit, Shape Up. Sleep better, feel amazing. Dr. Amantha Imber, good morning. Hello. Now, uh, this is great news. Uh, You've got a book on how I'm going to get better, um, and I understand I have to do nothing to make myself better at all. That's right? Yep, I only skimmed it. (laughs) (laughs) What's so amazing about this book is you are a doctor writing it. We have a lot of people online now that are claiming to have all these little (laughs) hacks on how to make yourself healthier. But the best thing about this book is people that are heading into the new year and want to make those healthy changes. This is actually backed by data and science. That is exactly right. This is actually an evidence-based approach to knowing what are the health habits that we need to form and also importantly, what's the psychology behind making these habits stick? Okay, that seems like the big one because like Carly said, it is the beginning of the year. This is the time of year where people are a little bit more optimistic and a little bit more motivated. But I mean, March is coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Normally a bit of drop-off by then, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I even think in February, that is when the majority of New Year's goals and resolutions fall by the wayside. We can all have the best of intentions and kind of know what we need to change. But it's really hard when we're working against our own psychology. And in the health habit, I look at what are the most common barriers in the way and help people diagnose what's your main barrier and how can you overcome that? Absolutely, yeah. I love that because they do talk about how getting yourself on track and getting your health in order is in part psychological as well. Without giving too much away about the book, what have you discovered through all your research? Like what is the biggest thing typically holding people back? The four most common things holding people back, firstly, motivation, feeling like you have to make a change. Maybe Mm. your doctor said that you have to rather than you want to. Secondly, relational barriers. So maybe the social norms and the people that you're living with are kind of behaving in a way that's quite unhealthy, which makes it really hard for you to change. Then there's environmental barriers. So just the physical environment, maybe what's in your pantry and also cognitive barriers. So just if we're exhausted, it's really hard to make a change. That sounds I love all of those excuses and I've definitely used all of them. (laughs) Absolutely. What about I need to wash my hair as opposed to go to the gym? I've used that one a few times. Does that fall under one of the chapters? (laughs) 
maybe not. <laughs> now, obviously, not only do you identify these, but you use tricks and tools to help people overcome them. Because at the end of the day, I think I can safely say we all genuinely want to be the best version of ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe I can share an example of one of the strategies in the health habit, which falls under tackling motivational barriers, which I think is really common. A lot of the time when we're setting health goals, it's because, you know, someone else in our life has said, you really have to change. You really need to exercise more or move more or eat better. And so this is one that I use myself a lot, particularly around exercise, because I know that I should get on the exercise bike in my garage more often, but I really, really hate it. And so a simple strategy for anyone listening that's struggling for motivation is to use a technique called temptation bundling, which is where you combine the activity, and in my case, exercise bike riding, that is unpleasurable and pair that with something that is pleasurable. So for me, I have a guilty pleasure of loving the US Bachelor. Uh, So I love that TV show. It's so trashy. I feel like it's a guilty pleasure if I were to sit on the couch and watch it. But what I do, I only let myself watch it when I'm on the exercise bike, which turns the act of going on the exercise bike into something that is actually quite pleasurable because I get to watch some trashy TV. Oh, that's I pretty love smart. that, like chocolate on a treadmill. Or that, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's <laughs> actually really, that. really smart. I liked as well in the book, I noticed the uh, little mention in your book at the start uh, for your daughter, Frankie, you've written here, should you choose to read this book when you were grown up, you will perhaps understand why you loved Kale so much as a child and also why our dog Luna performs for broccoli. <laughs> that is wholesome as hell. <laughs> <laughs> we're a vegetable-loving household. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the health habit, it's out right now. Uh, Dr. Amantha Imber, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Alan and Carly, the podcast. Yes! No. Go, 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 go. All right, Shelby, this is where you're going to ask us some questions. We need to give you a nice, clear, concise yes or no. No fence sitting. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Don't look at me. You're exactly who I'm looking at. <laughs> Here Let's start with this one. Groove and the Moo uh, cancelled in 2024 due yeah. to poor ticket sales. Only two months before the festival was due to kick off in South um, Australia. Yeah, wow. My question: mm-hmm. Did you think this year's GTM lineup was good? Yes, no, go. No, no, no. <laughs> really? But I always thought because I'm because I'm old, like I'm, it's not meant for me. You know what I mean? Like I knew Jet, I knew a couple of the acts on there, but to be honest, I thought it was not my demo. But it turns out not anyone's demo. I feel like Jet's more the Red Hot Summer tour at this point. I, I think they have done that. If yeah. I'm being real, I mean, yeah, maybe we're um, trying to cash in on that Aria Hall of Fame thing. Yeah, but... I'm not cool enough to know that lineup, like the Kooks, yeah. but I feel like the Kooks yeah, have been, been playing every festival since 2000. I know San Francisco. Purely because of WA. I know one song of theirs. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Jungle Giants, I know one song. That's yeah. as cool as I get. Although, Mel C. That's cool. That was cool, but unfortunately not happening now. Not cool enough, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, take that. Let's try this one. Uh, the Daily Mail today is shaming the worst behaved wedding guests, oh. including a tale from a woman whose mother-in-law's best friend wore all white, including the shoes, no. to the wedding. No. Uh, wearing white to a wedding, does it matter? Yes, no, go. Yes, it matters. You shouldn't be doing that. No, absolutely not. Do not wear white. I think it's okay if the bride's across it, and sometimes no. the bride wants people to wear white. I actually once wore a white bridesmaid's dress, and the bride wore um, dusty pink, and everyone thought yeah, I was the bride. Yeah, but that's an exception, <laughs> all right? Like, so so blanket white. rule, wearing white to a wedding, Carly. Were you the only one wearing white, or was everybody else? No, I was the only one. Oh Everyone literally God. thought I was the bride. It was very Jeez, awkward. This sounds like an introvert um, got married and didn't anyway. want the attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't actually. If, if you're going to do something that could potentially upset the bride on the wedding day, just do not do that. Correct. Don't do it. Yep. I'm in agreement. Okay, what about this one? And finally, we're road tripping to Geraldton today, but the oh, yeah. music debate's always a big one. <laughs> My question, does the person in the passenger seat control the music? Yes, no, go. No. Yes. No. Yes. The driver controls the music and the passenger has to do what they say. As someone who's always <laughs> the passenger princess. No. I am DJing. I'm on the ones and twos. You're getting Kelly Clarkson's no, greatest I don't want hits. It. I don't want I'm it. also going to kick it. in a little free performance for you. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I am no. entertainment central as a passenger princess. When we drove back. I'm on back, the mic, we, MC. No, absolutely not. When we drove back from Carnarvon, I had cranking Limbiscuit, and that's exactly how it will be today it heading up to Jero. It, it was the my best. Torture. You know what the love of this? <laughs> you really well, you said you're me. not driving, Alan. Yeah, I think I'm going to read a book. So That's so psychotic. I was, I was <laughs> put my headphones on like I normally do. I mean, that's the first time you're hearing that. <laughs> that was the Alan and Carly podcast. This is